best friends and introverts. Welcome back to the You're So Quiet podcast, or welcome if you're joining us for the very first time. As always, I am your introverted host, Chelsea Brown. This week, I am going to give you a little writer life update and kind of answer some questions about the publishing process that I am in right now. If you don't know, I am querying a book, particularly the third book that I have ever written, my first novel that I've ever written. If you don't know what querying is, we are going to talk about that too. But first, we're always going to do our mental health check. I am currently batching episodes. I have a couple of things coming up in August, and I just wanted to make sure I was going to be able to get an episode out to you guys every week as always. So I'm batching some episodes just to make sure that happens. So yeah, but we are still not skipping the mental health check for y'all, okay? Not much has changed for me in the last five minutes, but for you, it's a whole new week. So how are you feeling? We're gonna rate your mental health from one to five, one being absolutely horrible, five being absolutely amazing. Remember that no matter where you are, it is okay. If there is something that's like weighing on you that you feel like you can fix right now, just do it right? If there's a phone call you've been putting off, if you've been putting off cleaning your room, if you have been putting off, I don't know, running an errand of some kind, just go ahead and do it. Because I know that I put off stuff that would literally take me two seconds to do. And I don't know why I do that because it it weighs on me so heavily that, oh my gosh, there's this thing hanging over my head. It's hanging over my head. Why haven't I done it yet? Instead of just doing it. You know what I mean? So if your mental health is suffering because of something that you've been neglecting, why don't you go ahead and pause this or actually keep it playing. I'll keep you company while you're taking care of whatever you need to take care of and while you are giving yourself grace for however you're feeling this week. With that being said, I am also going to jump into our book, TV show, or movie of the week. I am batching episodes, but I am still consuming a lot of content, so uh, I'm not going to slack on this one. I am in the middle of reading Kaikei by Vishnavi Patel. It is a magical world type of book. It is so good. I, okay, full disclosure, I am maybe a quarter of the way through. I have been working so, so much the past few weeks, so I haven't been able to read as much as I want to, even though I schedule time to do it every single day. But this book is like, I was trying to cook last night and I was reading the book with one hand and like stirring my stuff with the other hand, it's that good. I used to be the person who was like carrying a book with them constantly. Everywhere I walked, I was reading a book and I haven't been that sucked in by a book in so long. And this one is sucking me in like that. So after I'm done here, I am actually going to go read for a little while before I have to leave and go take care of some other responsibilities that I have. Okay, so I will read you the synopsis of Kaikei from Goodreads. Okay, here it is. It says, I was born on the full moon under an auspicious constellation, the holiest of positions, much good it did me. So begins Kaikei's story, the only daughter of the kingdom of Kekaya. She is raised on tales about the might and benevolence of the gods, how they churned the vast ocean to obtain the nectar of immortality, how they vanquish evil and ensure the land of Barat prospers, and how they offer powerful boons to the devout and the wise. Yet she watches as her father unceremoniously banishes her mother, listens as her own worth is reduced to how great a marriage alliance she can secure, and when she calls upon the gods to help, they never seem to hear. 
Desperate for some measure of independence, she turns to the text she once read with her mother and discovers a magic that is hers alone. With this power, Kaikeyu transforms herself from an overlooked princess into a warrior, diplomat, and most favored queen, determined to carve a better world for herself and the women around her. But as the evil from her childhood stories threatens the cosmic order, the path she has forged clashes with the destiny the gods have chosen for her family, and Kaikeyi must decide if resistance is worth the destruction it will wreak, and what legacy she intends to leave behind. This is so good. If you've been following along, you know that I have been obsessed with feminist books, and this is another feminist book. I love reading about powerful women lately especially women who are just like, screw it, I'm making my own power. And that power comes in form of magic. And I think that sometimes being a woman is kind of like being a magical witch, you know what I mean? Like we are such powerful beings. And I think that like societally and culturally and throughout the world, we are taught that we are not enough and we're not good. And I'm really enjoying reading about characters and worlds and events that women are just like, no, I am going to create the world that I want to live in and I'm going to do it by myself. Let me show you. So if you are into fantasy, if you're into magical powers, if you are into magic that is built up and explained very clearly, this is the book for you. I promise you I would not recommend something at 25% if I did not feel a certain pull toward it. I will give an update with the next episode on how I really liked it, but I highly, highly recommend this one. So with all that being said, let's get into the episode. Like the title of the episode says, I am in writer hell. <laughs> what does this mean for me? It means I'm finally putting my book out there to agents and asking them essentially if it's good enough. And that is an actual nightmare. It is a nightmare for me because I'm very, very creative and I'm like, I'm a good writer. Like I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not questioning my abilities, but I also have to have crafted a good enough query letter, have crafted a good enough pitch to convince somebody else that this book is going to sell and is going to be worth their time. And this is, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I'm just going to break down kind of where I am with this kind of writing journey thing. And if it helps you, great. If you also want to laugh at my pain, this is a good episode for you too. Okay. First thing, what is an agent? An agent, a literary agent, is someone who kind of stands between the writer and the publishing company. A lot of publishing houses will not take direct submissions from the writer. They will only take submissions from an agent. And I feel like this is just, it's twofold. It is a vetting process in and of itself. The writer has convinced at least one other person that this book is good. And with the amount of submissions and the amount of writers that exist in the world, publishing houses would just be completely burdened and overrun by the sheer amount of submissions that they would get. So they only accept agented submissions. And this is why an agent is so important as a writer, because to be traditionally published, which means you're published with a publishing house versus publishing it on your own on Amazon or Ingram Spark or whatever, if you want to be traditionally published, you do need an agent. Okay? I am trying to get an agent. 
I have self-published two books. I published them on Amazon. They're still available on Amazon. They are poetry collections. I love them. I'm very proud of them. But with this book, it is my first novel. And I really want to traditionally publish, not because I think it's going to be like more financially lucrative or anything like that. It's more so I want to surround myself with people who know how this industry works because they have this kind of expertise. You know what I mean? So I am submitting to agents and submitting to agents is called querying. When you query with an agent, each agent has a separate set of requirements for you. And each agent is actually looking for something different, which is why it can be kind of difficult to find the perfect fit, right? So for example, my genre is magical realism, fantasy, magical realism, but it's kind of also a thriller. So I'm trying to find agents that are looking for those two particular genres for fantasy, magical realism, and for thrillers because they are someone who's going to be able to appreciate the marriage of the two and be as excited about this project as I am and therefore pitch it to publishing houses in an advantageous way for me and for them, right? So with querying, you have to write a query letter, which is basically like, hey, this is my book, this is how many words, this is the genre, this is why you should like it, this is what it's about, this is who I am, hope to hear from you soon, kind of thing. Some agents also want a full synopsis, and this is not just like a quick little paragraph summary. My synopsis is 15 pages long because they want a essentially a summary for every chapter full of the spoilers, full of all the twists and turns that you want them to discover, they want that to be in the synopsis, right? They just want to know what's going to happen and what they're kind of signing up for before they even decide to take the next step with you. Some agents want you to have a pitch. A pitch is one paragraph where you're like trying to, it's like your elevator pitch, three or four sentences to try to grab someone's attention, right? Some agents also want a one-sentence pitch, which is even more difficult (laughs) because I wrote over 90,000 words for this book and you want me to condense it into a sentence. Okay, great. Amazing. Some agents want you to have had your book professionally edited already. Some agents require that you have a critique circle or critique group or a group of people that have seen this book before they are seeing it. Each agent has their own requirements and you're not going to know what these requirements are until you find the agent and you look at their website and you look at their query manager requirements on on the form. So writing the book is like the smallest, well, it's not the smallest part, but it's like the most basic part of being an author. You write the book, but to get an agent to be traditionally published, you need a synopsis, you need a pitch, you need a one sentence pitch, and you need a really solid query letter. I actually took like a seminar to figure out how to write a really good query letter because obviously I'd never written one before. I think my last one was pretty bland, pretty boring, and that's like something that I thought that I could improve. So I did, and that's what I'm putting out there right now. And so with all this, you're like, okay, so why are you putting yourself through this when you could just self-publish like you do with other books? Like it's clearly the path of least resistance. And you're absolutely right. It is the path of least resistance. But (laughs) I don't want to, you know, and maybe it's pride. Maybe it's ego. I don't know. 
I want to be agented. I want to be traditionally published. I kind of want to see both sides and then be able to decide for myself which I like better. You know what I mean? I plan to have a very long, very successful career and I want to know kind of what is my best my best option. Because for me, self-publishing is great, quick. I don't have to be beholden to certain publishing schedules, for example. I can just put the book out there literally whenever I want. You know what I mean? But traditional publishing has its advantages as well because you are with an agent who has potentially years of experience. You are under contract with a publishing house, which has years of experience in this industry, which has potentially marketing information, which has maybe a marketing plan for you. They kind of know what's going to work and what's going to sell, and they're going to be as invested in making this book popular as you are. So it's a team versus just you yourself. For myself, because I am still a relatively new author, I think that it's important to surround myself with people smarter than me. I am not the smartest person in the room. I don't know everything. I barely know anything, okay? (laughs) I know how to write. I know how to write a query letter. Like, I know how to do the basic stuff. But the actual selling of the book is where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know quite how to do it. And to be fair, if I were to go the self-publishing route, I would put a lot of emphasis on learning how to market, on learning how to be successful, because I do have friends who are self-published authors who are very successful at it, and I think that's amazing, but I don't want that right now. I just want to be traditionally published, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think that it is appropriate for anybody to tell me that, oh, you should just do the path that's easier. Like, just because it's easier doesn't mean that it's better. And I don't know if it's better or not because I haven't taken this other path yet. So it's a whole thing. And thus far, I have submitted to 25 different agents. I heard back from one and it was a no. So another question I get, I have gotten is, how do you deal with rejection? Because rejection is rampant (laughs) in this industry as a writer. Because writing is so, so subjective. I have a friend who gave me a book. Maybe you remember from a few episodes ago. I freaking hated it. It was terrible to me. But that book was traditionally published. So there was an agent who was excited about it. There was a publishing house who was excited about it. And my friend who gave it to me thought it was good enough to recommend to me, right? So that already is an indication that tastes vary so much. So I am not really taking the rejection personally. It's not personal. She just didn't, like, wasn't excited about the project. And I don't want someone to take on my book to publication unless they are as excited about it as I am. I am so psyched to get this thing out there. I have put blood, sweat, and tears into it, and I'm ready to share it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to have it out there, but I need to go through this, right? And this is something that is very, very common for writers. If you are a writer and you believe that you're never going to be rejected in your life, I'm sorry to tell you, but you are going to be rejected sometimes. You always hear about really famous authors who were rejected 
like 10 times before their book was picked up, try hundreds of times, right? Hundreds of times people have been rejected before their book is picked up. And frankly, I'm sure there are people who have been rejected hundreds of times whose book never gets picked up. And it just is what it is. It doesn't mean that it's a bad book. It doesn't mean that you suck at writing. It doesn't mean that you suck as an author and you need to reevaluate your career choice. It just means that maybe it didn't resonate with the people you sent it to. Maybe it's not really a hot topic right now in publishing and that's why people aren't taking it. And you know what? Maybe there are things that you can improve. That's something that I, after my last round of rejections, last year I was rejected like 20, 30 times, and I took a good hard look at my book, I'm like, I need to be very honest with myself and decide what's like what it needs. Because clearly, as it is right now, it's not going to sell. Or at the very least, no agents want it. And this is the path that I want for this book. So I rewrote the whole thing. And it was terrible, but it was also amazing because now I am more excited about this book than I have ever been. And I've always been excited about this book, but now it's like turned up even higher. So rejection to me is not the worst thing. Being told no is not the worst thing. It is an opportunity for me to really look at it and decide, is this good? Is this what I actually want to put out? Or is there something else that I'm not seeing? In the end, it is not personal. It's not someone saw my name. It was like, oh, that Chelsea Brown. I don't want to, I don't want to work with her. Like, you don't know me. You don't know me at all. And agents get thousands and thousands of submissions a year. So I need to, I am responsible for making my book stand out and finding the right agent that's going to be the right fit. So rejection is not personal. I have had people ask me recently if... I will self-publish if no agents want my book. And I say this now, and I don't know if it's going to be true forever, but at this moment, no, I will not self-publish it. Now, if you see my book on Amazon, (laughs) you never heard this, but at this moment, I want to pursue this particular path. I am very tenacious. I am very determined. And this is the path that I want to go on. And I don't know if it's ego or if it's just like, honestly, the more more I think about it, I think it is actually just ego. Like there's something validating about someone telling me like, yes, your book is so good that I'm going to hinge my career on it. You know what I mean? So no, at this moment, the answer is no. I will not self-publish if no agents want my book. I have submitted to, I think I said 25 agents so far. I've had one rejection and it usually takes around four to six weeks to hear back from people. I am manifesting success for myself. And we've kind of talked about this in a previous episode. I fully believe that manifestation is true. So I'm not like, oh, no one's gonna like this. I cannot wait for agents to be excited about this right? I cannot wait for an agent to email me back and say, I'm so excited about your project. Can you please send me the full manuscript? I'd love to read it. And then I'm excited for agents to be like, I loved the full manuscript. I want to offer you a contract. That's what I'm so excited about. And I know it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. And 
it's going to happen exactly when it's supposed to. But I am going to continue to behave as though I am an agented author, right? As though I know what I'm doing. Because I like to joke that, haha, I don't know what I'm doing, but I really do. Am I the smartest person in the room? Absolutely not. But I think that it's a smart thing to do to surround yourself with a team that does know what they're doing. And I think that makes me an intelligent person. Like, I understand where my blind spots are. I understand that marketing, not my thing. I don't know how to do it. Could I learn how to do it? Absolutely. Do I think that it would be even better to have people who already know and who already have an actual plan in place, like tried and true plan? Yes, I do. I do think that would be better. So I'm manifesting success for this book. I know that there are going to be dozens of agents excited about this project, as excited as I am. It's going to be awesome. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. And it's coming and it's coming soon. I can just feel it. I can feel it in my bones. I, I just, I can't, it's ironic because I'm a writer, but I cannot actually tell you in words how I know this, but I just know for certain that this is it. I know for certain that this book is it, right? I'm working on a sequel for it. I'm working on a completely separate book as well. I'm writing poetry again. Like I am behaving like an agented author who knows what the hell she's doing because I know what I'm doing. I know that I'm on the right path. That's where I am at this moment. Next week, I'm planning to add 20 more agents to the list of people I've already queried with. Um, and I'm hoping, I know, in a couple weeks, I'm going to have some full requests, some requests for my full manuscript. And following that, I'm going to have requests to bring me under contract. And I just can't wait for it. I really can't wait for it. This has been my dream since I was a kid. So to just bring that to life is, it's going to be sick. It's going to be sick. And I am so glad that I get to bring you guys along for the ride. It's a good time. It's a good time. And I always appreciate you guys spending your mornings, your evenings, your afternoons, hanging out with me, chatting about whatever. I love my little introvert community. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please consider leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you're not already subscribed to the show, you can do so on both of those platforms and just get notifications whenever there's a new episode. I put one up every Tuesday. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. I'll keep you up to date on all the future episodes and even allow you to participate in episodes coming up. Yes, I have some, you know, cooking on the back burner. So with all that being said, that's all I have for now. Thank you so much again for joining me. Okay, love you guys. Bye.